Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner show on Newcastle Fans TV. This is a podcast not to be missed. It is with the former Newcastle United left-back Olivier Bernard. Bernard who played for Newcastle for nearly five years uh, before moving to Southampton. And the story of him leaving Newcastle is very explosive, shall we say, Samuel? Yeah, um, Bernard goes in. And uh, not just uh, in his tackles from back in the day. He, um, yeah, there's some. Uh, this one's interesting. This one has some um, serious beef to it. I get the uh, got the impression from it. Um, a bit controversial, perhaps. Maybe this is the first ever controversial Greenwood and Mulliner show. It's, it's always quite a relaxed atmosphere, and it was to be fair. There's, it's, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very relaxed, but uh, Olivia Bernard, I think. He, he speaks very honestly. Uh, he's, he's so honest in what, how he talks about his uh, tenure at Newcastle and how much he enjoyed it, first and foremost, how much he loved playing for the fans. But there's a lot of politics at Newcastle United right now, and he's not afraid to say it as it is, and you, sometimes you need that refreshing opinion, Sam. Yeah. Um, refreshingly honest about past and present Newcastle United. He's he's a guy that's been in Newcastle for well over 20 years now. Uh, well, I say well over, just over 20 years. But still, coming from France, and, and he obviously loves the area still and setting up a, a pub in uh, Blythe, um, which we all urge you to go to once um, we can, when they're all reopen. Because, um, you know, have a beer. Meet an old tune player. Um, so, yeah, he's he's incredibly honest, incredibly um, forthright in his views, um, has great belief and passion in what he's saying. So, yeah, this this one's a good one. Well, they're all good, thanks. but this one's really good. Yeah, they're all really, really good. Um, mm, big thanks mm, to mm. actually a member of Newcastle Fans TV for actually helping getting this interview sorted, Sam, because... Sometimes it's you, well, I say sometimes, the majority of times it's you getting the guests. Sometimes I'll try and do a bit of magic and get a guest in. But um, actually, a bit of a shout-out to a member that deserves a, a little bit of praise on this one. Yeah, shout-out Andy Bell. Um, put me in touch with a mutual friend of, of his and uh, Ollie's, uh, Dang. Um, Ollie mentions Dang uh, a couple of times in the podcast because they're, they're business partners, friends, and um, they've got the pub together. Um, so, yeah, without... Um, Andy and Dang, this uh, wouldn't have happened. So uh, thank you very much to the two of you. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And uh, just on this uh, podcast, we'll just like to place our thanks to BF52. BF52, um, as we were recording this, it's been Cheltenham all week. So they've been obviously getting into the spirits of the racing. And obviously Sam has as well. well I have. Problems, and you have for sure with all the bets that you've done, all the BF52 you've been drinking over the last few days. But um, yeah, Massive thanks to them. If you want any deal on any beer, IPA or stout, it is www.beer52.com forward slash NFTV. But again, Sam, just a little side note. We've spoken to a couple of former players in a similar era in the last couple of Greenwood and Mulliner shows and it's just, it's been so, so good because these are the players that we remember so fondly for giving us such great entertainment in terms of Newcastle finishing, you know, third, fourth and fifth. Like Newcastle have been a top five club for three years consecutively around about that time. And it's just brilliant to hear some of the stories. 
it, it, it it's crazy, really, when you think um, this time last year we just started like a, a well, um, football had been suspended and we were just going into a lockdown um, to see what we've achieved and who we've met via a small box on our laptop. It, it, it counts. It, it, it's amazing, really, and look, we don't get paid for doing this, and nor do we have to, because this is recompense enough to to meet the kind of people we've met over the past twelve months. It's absolutely crazy. Um, you, you just sit back and pinch yourself sometimes, and and think about that. Um, mad, 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 mad. But um, long may it continue. Of course. So hopefully it does continue. Well, I think this is episode number thirty-four. Am I right in saying, Mr. Moore? Um, I will consult my file of facts. It is episode 35. 35. 35 episodes already done. 50 is very, very close. But this is the Greenwood and Moolner show, episode 35, and it is with the former Newcastle United left-back, Olivier Bernard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Moolner show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today we are joined by a man who made more than 100 appearances for Newcastle United with the late, great Sir Boy Robson as manager is, of course, Newcastle United's left-back for many years, Olivier Bernard. Ollie, welcome to the Green and Moulin Show tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. No problem at all, Sam. Uh, we spoke to Nobby Solana not too long ago, and okay. it's the same sort of era. So I always have a pleasant yeah. smile on my face talking about that era. I'm sure you do as well. This hey, is it. We've gone from. Go on, Ali. Ali. Uh, I'm quite happy you can get hold of Nobby Solano because I'm struggling to get a, to get a text box at times. So, uh, well done, guys. <laughs> uh, see, we've gone from the right hand side of midfield now to to the left flank, and uh, Ollie, what a, what a time it was. But um, am I right in saying, had you not found football, your life could have turned out very, very different? Yes, very much so. Very much so. I was brought up in uh, in the southeast southeast uh, Paris. Um, struggled a bit, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, I say, but modest of family. Um, I was brought up in, and, and then um, then I get involved with, uh, with with the wrong people at very early age, and um, and luckily football football was the turning point because. Because uh, you know everybody started, you know, telling me that I had a, I had a bit of a potential, and uh, and I should really uh, pursue, uh, and work harder on the pitch. Um, things I've done, and uh, you know, looking back at looking back, at, I think I've made the right choice. Certainly right, certainly right. <laughs> um, Ollie, how did the move to Newcastle come about? Why Newcastle? Uh, it's it, it's a bit of a long story to be honest because at first um, I was I was playing centre forward in uh, in France playing playing uh, under eighteen actually at the time for France um, uh, playing centre forward um, but uh, the, the 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 French club offered me a, a, a not good enough uh, contract. So, uh, so in France, uh, the rule is um, if you refuse a contract, you've got to leave the 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 the, the country, uh, which which I did. So I left in the summer two thousand. I had a first week trial at Newcastle, 
and the second week it was in um, in West Ham. Um, so uh, so the the first week at Newcastle uh, went really well, um, and uh, it was um, Sir Bobby Robson who, who really saw something in me and and asked me to stay. Uh, and then I never looked back from that. Um, the only thing I can remember is uh, is Bobby Robson telling me that um, because he said, "Oh, what position can you play?" And I, and I said, "Oh, I can play anywhere, but I want I want the number nine shirt." Uh, <laughs> a bit of a, you know, he had a bit of a smile and telling me, "I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon." But you know, you can try. Um, and then that's how I started, uh, you know, playing, playing left winger because obviously I couldn't have that number nine. So, so you know, it was uh, it was uh, quite happy and easy to say that I was going to be a second striker uh, slash winger. So, coming over from France, what did you already know about Newcastle? I'm guessing um, not much about Alan Shearer and his number nine shirt. No, the no. To be to be honest, uh, it was more Arsenal. Arsenal was was the the, the the pinnacle when it comes to to European football, because they had the the, the likes of Bergkamp and Thierry Henry and you know the French contingency. So so you know in France we were following more Arsenal than, and more than than Newcastle to be honest. So uh, so I didn't know much about about uh, Newcastle and Alan Shearer to be honest. Uh, it's only when I when I landed. And I had my first session. I seen, I seen the difference in quality, and I see, I see the difference here. Yeah. I'm just glad you turned down West Ham for Newcastle, because I know a few West Ham friends of mine. So I'm very happy that you've, you you turned them down uh, for Newcastle. But um, after that first season, where you obviously you were on loan at Darlington yeah. um, for a spell, and then you found yourself in the first team. You talk about the standard being quite high. When did you feel settled in in Premier League football, Ollie? It took me a little while, to be honest. Um, you know, I went down to Darlington uh, after the first game. I think I tore my ankle, um, so I, I was back. Uh, you know, I, they used to call me Softy uh, at Newcastle when I first uh, signed. Um, you know, believe me or not, <laughs> so it was quite quite awkward for me uh, um, because it took me took me a good eight months really to to take the pace and and the tempo of the game. Um, to really feel comfortable, um, I did a lot of extra training um, to pick up the pace, and it's only after a year that that really uh, I started playing. Um, so, so yeah, it took me a a good season um, to you know six months at Darlington. I came back for pre season and I, I was a new man. Um, so it was it was quite good. It was quite good. That summer, I really felt like uh, like I was gonna, I was uh, I was uh, I was doing well. So, so when you came back from Darlington and kind of got your your foot in the door mm-hmm. around the first team squad, when did uh, Sir Bobby tell you that look, this is you're going to be playing left back and you know you're you're part of my starting eleven? So as I, as I started as I started, I was I was second striker slash slash winger. I came on uh, in a total cup. Yeah, uh, and then and then uh, I played. As a as a winger, almost all uh, most of the season, and then uh, the following season uh, we brought Laurent uh, in. So uh, again, the gaffer with a bigger smile on his face, he, he brought me in. Uh, 
in the office and say, Oli, um, we're signing a decent winger now. Uh, I've seen you play, you, you, you know, you, you're the one to be. But right now, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult for you. Do you mind? Do you mind, uh, you know, trying a, at left back? It'll be a different role, but you, you, you'll still make, um, you know, make runs and, and stuff. I said, as, as long as I play, I, I'll, I'll be happy. Not a problem, Gaffer. Um, and and we started from there, really. So I uh, learning on the spot. <laughs> learning on the spot. Uh, it took me a couple of months, but it was easy because because we always played on the front foot. So um, so it made it a lot easier. And I, and I was one of those fullback that was quite high, to be honest. Um, not only because Lauren didn't want to defend, but because you know I wanted to attack as well. So so for, for those those two reasons. Uh, you know, it was better off getting closer to Rowan, to be honest. I was going to say, that relationship with Lauren Bear, I think every Newcastle fan of a certain age can remember that left-hand side and bombing down that left-hand side, making a lot of teams worry with a lot of, like, threat from yourself, making those overlapping runs, getting the crosses in. But um, I think Lauren Bear owes you a massive apology for snapping the ball off your face at Leicester. <laughs> that is absolute. That was like, I mean, everybody felt so sorry for you that today, Ollie. But... I was wondering at what point you were going to bring that over. <laughs> <laughs> no, were, you still, were you still good mates those, after that, Ollie? It's one of those success stories. Uh, every time, you know, anywhere I go, uh, you know, I always get the reminder, which, uh, which you know, it happens. It's an accident. Um, to be honest, I can't even remember it. So, I'm not I don't think many people would. The street that ball was travelling. I've, I've seen the video, but I can't remember it. So it's all good. <laughs> how how good was Long Rebecca like to, just as a man to play it, with? But it was just as that partnership. It was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, yes, he had a big weakness. He didn't like to defend and didn't know how to defend. So, um, so I managed to get to get the better of him uh, by just asking him to to uh, not play the man, play the position. So just shut the angle, uh, and I'll just guide you, just left and right. And he did it perfectly. He helped me enough because, um, and in one sense, I had to cheat as well. So a lot of the time, you know, when I first started playing that position, Gary Speed was covering for me quite a lot. So and because I was I was very very high, uh, to not say a second winger, uh, Gary Speed had to do a lot a lot of the the, the covering um, for the team and the balance was was fantastic. Um, you know, two thousand two to two thousand four, probably two three season where where we could beat anyone on the day. Yeah, it evolved into such a fantastic team, a fantastic mm-hmm. squad of players over that time. Obviously, that 0203 season in the Champions League. Yeah. How did it feel going from on loan at Darlington to playing at the new camp at the San Siro at Juventus? Quite, quite, quite similar. To be fair, same pressure you get. You know, the same pressure I had with my my first game uh, in front of. Uh, you know, more than three, four thousand people uh, was something that I didn't expect. So, so I was quite, it was quite emotional. But my first Champions League game was exceptional. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I cried, but, but you know, I was, uh, I was quite emotional. You know, that that music uh, that that I've I've, I've listened. Um, you know, growing up, 
I was now on the pitch listening to that music, and uh, it just changed, changed, it changed the, the way uh, I was looking at football after that. Here's the pinnacle. It, it, I was going to say, uh, Ollie, it is the pinnacle, isn't it, of any football to play? It in is. The you know, you know, you've done something big. Once, once you've, you, you, you can hear that music, and you're on the pitch, you, you have, you have made a big step to 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 making history for yourself and and um and for the club. It's not it's not every season that the club get to to play the Champions League. So uh, so it was quite special for 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 both the club and myself. How did um Sir Bobby deal with like his team talks when when you're going to places like that in the Champions League as opposed to playing Charlton at home? Was there much difference or, or was no, it just not, one, not one really game at a time? Not that different. Uh, he was very confident in the team that he, that he had. Uh, we we were very uh, very you know pacey team, um, playing playing from the back and, and and you know a lot of movement and we, had, we, we were lucky we had a lot of speed within the team. Uh, we could break team um, fairly fast. Um, you know when you when you had the, the likes of Bellamy, Dyer, uh, you know on the break you, you're doing well. You know, if you if you if you can pass the ball, yeah, you, you're fantastic. Now the, the team was was built to uh, to counter attack any team. Is that the sort of football you like now, Ollie? Current attacking football, just getting on the front foot, really controlling the game. Because when you look at Newcastle nowadays, it's it's not really like that, is it? No, and it's not going to be like that for for a little while uh, until until things uh, change. But I think. Uh, you know, you cannot compare the, the you know the the both team. I think we 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 had about three to four uh, England players within our team. Um, today, when you look at Newcastle first team, yeah, you, you, you know, you, I don't think I'll put anyone uh, really got a chance to 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 get to get in that England squad. That's that's the difference. That's where. Uh, it changed. Not only you, you had you had a foreign international, but but the home ground players were at the club or wanted to be playing for the club at the time we we were playing for Newcastle. You know the likes of Lee Boyer uh, tried everything to come at the club, uh, and and then they did in the end. Um, you know these players like that who came who had a status and wanted still to to be at the club, not guaranteed to be playing week in week out, but we had that squad that left in the squad to, to, to compete against anybody. Do you think that's just now solely down to the ownership or is it um, more to do with kind of Steve Bruce and the kind of football he plays? Yeah, it, it, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be foolish for me to say it's, uh, it's, it's not the, the, the ownership because at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the, the chairman put the money... Um, Unless he put the money, you, you, you know, even even Leicester, who Scott International within the team, the team, even you know, smaller club than Newcastle have international within the team. So for me, um, you know, it's it's not just the scouting that didn't go right. It's it's the it's the top, the top of the iceberg. Um, but. I think, you know, the takeover was, was meant to be done. Um, still not. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one because we, we are we are 
on the pitch look like we we're battling you know we're fighting rather than playing football uh and that's been for a couple of years now you know yeah you you you, you wanna you just want to score a goal to to make sure you don't lose the game or you you know you concede early and at the end you just throw throw everything at, at it um to try to uh, to 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 equalize um the the, uh, the idea at the minute is, is not right it's not what what i've known newcastle uh, you know that's not what we were on for uh it's a different era different game um politics different politics probably yeah, I mean, if and when the takeover, like any takeover of Newcastle United does happen, we are all coming to your pub. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. I'm sure me and Doug will, will, will have you all day long. We'll have a, yeah. a weekend. Can I have three yeah. days in with you all? No, no, it'll be all week. <laughs> I'll do <take> that. <laughs> And bring bring the people as well. Don't just don't cover yourself. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll bring a lot of people to worry about that. It'll be That's a great good, day yeah. and a great week. Um, but Oli, let's go back to that um, when you were in that first couple of seasons at Newcastle. What was the team spirit like, and what sort of group? Who 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 did you basically? Who are your mates essentially when you were at the club? Because we were talking to Nobby last week, and he was he was saying he was very much fifty fifty because he wasn't with the likes of your Dyer, Genus, Bellamy. Yeah. You know those sort of players. He, he sometimes was for a night out, shall we say? But when it came to <laughs> so, um, on the pitch, definitely Mattis, you had you had the Rashira, two groups. You had the two groups. You had the experienced player. So we 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 call we call you know the the, the experienced player and the wannabe players. So all the wannabe were the young players who wanted to be the likes of Given and Shira and you know you had the the big boy table. And everybody wanted to be at that table, um, <laughs> and and we we we, went, we wanted that bad that, that that's how we we become so competitive with ourselves and uh, and uh, and uh, on the pitch, you know, it, it was competing to be, you know, the next the next you know Gary Speed, the next Alan Shearer, the next Shay Given, you know, those big figure uh, at the club. Everybody wanted to be respected and admire like like them so so that that was that was the way we were we were playing thinking you know we need we need to get that respect you know we because when i first came to the club when and i sat in the dressing room you know my eyes sparkled when i when i see the stage in the dressing room today's dressing room in newcastle is, is slightly different but yeah newcastle i, 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 I can era. imagine but uh, just how big were the likes of Shea Given and Gary Speed for you? Because obviously you had Shea Given behind you, fantastic yeah. goalkeeper. And as as you've touched on before, Gary Speed was always having to cover you and Lauren Robert because you were too busy trying to score. <laughs> to my to my um, to my point, um, you know, Gary Speed was was you know made a tick for me on the pitch. He's done he's done everything for me. Uh, you know, he was he was old himself. Um, you know, very experienced, very great left foot athleticism, um, and and um, and you know, we always used to say, "Oli, just go. You've got the legs now. I'm too old for for that. So <laughs> just enjoy yourself." Uh, he helped me a lot to adapt to that new position. Uh, Alan was was a leader, by example. You know, you put him on the, just give him give him the ball in the edge of the box, and he'll he'll do whatever you want with it. Top corner. Anybody's a good ball, 
Do you know what I mean? Um, and Shay was just commanding a lot of talking. It was really we had a very very strong spine um, within within the team, and then and then the wannabe uh, players, you know, young, you know, we were all around twenty, you know, Daya, Bellamy, Janus, Bramble, um, you know, early twenties, wanted to be uh, superstars, and anyway, it, it worked fantastically well. It obviously you scored six goals for Newcastle, Ollie. Um, in your, I was going to say, I'll say two spells, but predominantly the, the first spell you got the six, the six goals um, at the football club. But which one was your favourite? Because I'm looking, I've, obviously you scored against Middlesbrough, which obviously is a bit of a derby mm-hmm. for some for some of these Newcastle fans. You had the cross or no, shot, shall we say, against Manchester United. We're going with it. We're going with it. it. Was a shot. Of course, you saw Barthez off his line, which proper strike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> diagonal, uh, diagonal paint just to uh, to lob the keeper. You know what I mean? So that one was was okay. Uh, my favorite <laughs> is probably Chelsea. Yeah, just a bit yeah. of uh, for 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 a fullback is it, it's it's not bad technically. Um, the the Arsenal as well. It's quite quite a nice one. Uh, you know, I was I was very lucky and, and fortunate to score against big team. Uh, so, um, so now I'm I'm happy. I'm happy uh, with what I've done from a fullback position. It's not not a bad number. Yeah, no. Chelsea was my favourite one too. Although, although the Manchester United one was just an intelligent piece of play from yourself, just Thank an intelligent you. shot. <laughs> you know, uh, as, um, as long as it's in, doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter how they go in, and exactly. I think the, the current the current group of players need to take note of that. It doesn't matter how it goes in; just get it in. But um, t- towards the end of Sir Bobby's reign as as Newcastle manager, it kind of ended quite abruptly and, and a bit prematurely at the start of that season. What what kind of went wrong um, within the group of players? What what changed? That's one of the things that um, I don't really understand what happened. Um, to this day, we we don't get the why you got you got the sack. Um, We'll probably never know um, because he must have been coming from upstairs. Or he was he was thought about well before he got sat. Um, I don't know to be honest. Um, it's all speculation. Um, I'd love to know, but um, but I'm sure we'll never know. But it wasn't the right time, uh, definitely for me and for a lot of players. Especially when we we uh, the next manager that came along just spoiled it, so so yeah, probably the worst time, and that's that's one of the reasons. Like love is in uh, since Bobby Robson left, um, you know the 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 idea of of a, of a squad just changed at that point. We sold a lot of players, um, you know, sometime rightly so. Um, but more often than not, it was not not uh, it was a team to evolve with, not not to dismantle. Um, that's what I think. Um, but you know, people have got different idea. They come in and change the world, and uh, you know, sometimes it works. More often than not, you know, when you're trying to change the, the whole starting eleven, it doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, did you think the club panicked on you? No, I think that they they they. The manager came in, 
uh, after Bobby and, and just just didn't like the youth. Simple as that. He said, for me, you, 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 you haven't got enough experience, so I'm going to bring, you know, players who, who can uh, who can do better, who are meant to be doing better. That wasn't the case. Yeah. Big flop. No, it, it, it wasn't the case. And it was a, a pretty horrendous transitional period kind of after his, like the remainder of that season, which was still obviously yeah. Bobby's team in a way. Um how did the atmosphere shift? Because I'm, I'm imagining, obviously, completely different characters, Bobby Robson and Graham Souness. Um, I can't imagine it being as happy a place as it was when Bobby was there. No. The, um, it all changed when uh, when he arrived at the club. Uh, it was a different, different vibe. Um, and, uh, you know... First time round, I was at Newcastle. It was whole happy days, you know, happy in the offices, uh, happy on the pitch, happy, uh, you know, even when when we were going for a drink, everybody was was smiling. Uh, second time round, when I came back, um, I, I felt horrible um, because because it was it was a different vibe at the club. You know, you could feel uh, you could feel relegation uh, battle. Really? Even though we went, we went nowhere near um, to have a, a bad team, but it, it, the mood changed. The dressing room was not the same. Uh, it was just different, you know. When we on the Bobby Robson, we we knew we were going to win. We just didn't know how, but we knew we were going to win. When I came back second time round, it was it was let's not lose the game today. You know, different approach. And he's still, he's still to this day, let's not lose. Uh, you know, you can see the, the players on the pitch uh, just want to make sure they're not losing game. They're not thinking about winning. Or, you know, if they win, they, everybody's happy, don't get me wrong, but but they, they're quite happy with the draw, uh, draw uh, 48 games this season. That's really, really disappointing to hear because I know for a fact that when you were at the club the first time round, Ollie, it was always, can we win the next game? Who can we beat next? Yeah. We're better than the other team. It was, it was, and that that was that that was the thing. That was the good thing, and uh, we we were very tight as players. You know, we we used to go to to the restaurant together. We used to to go out together. We you know we spent most of of the time together. Um, you know, um, and and that's that's where where it works. It works really well. The all the team was was you know probably between between the the five or six older players. The rest were were pretty much on the same 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 age, um, and and it, it, it did quite well. So obviously, you mentioned first and second time round when you're at the club and comparing the two. Um, when you left first time round, whose decision was it? Was that your decision or was it the manager's? Well, yes. Soon as, um, soon as, so, so he, he, he did mention uh, the 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 team and the the fact that we were too young and um, and I was in uh, negotiation to uh, to sign my new contract and he uh, he said he said um, I don't think you, you're good enough uh, at that position I've got better than you so uh, so if you want to stay you stay but um, you'll not be a regular. And uh, and me being me, uh, you know, I felt I felt disrespected a bit. 
um, and didn't didn't want to know at that point. I just any the first team that came, I went boom. Uh, you know, it, it could have been a, a, a league two where we'd have went. Uh, it was that bad. So Sunes said you're not good enough, and even though you've played in the Champions League, so many European performances, scored against Chelsea, Arsenal, fantastic, intelligent enough. piece of play against Man United. Said word by word, you're not you're not good enough, and I've got a better left back coming uh, in a week or so. Or Babiaro. There we go. And I said, okay, fair enough. I think that's just, it's, that's just it's crazy, absolutely crazy. And that's how I left the without without saying goodbye. Without it was just I was I was uh, just offended. Do you know if that happened with like because obviously at that time you weren't the only one that Sunes kind of yeah. pushed out no, the door. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked him from day one. Um, it was it was uh, it was mayhem probably a week after. You know after his first game there was mayhem at the at the meeting uh, the following Monday um, because word were, were, were exchanged. Um, you know, he, he, he did mention more than once that, that the team, the, the, the game that we played is not the game that he likes to see because we were very much a, a press a press and speed team and he, he wanted the more physical um, side, which is bullying bully people but we were all about playing football and enjoying it so so he didn't like um he didn't like it that was not his football so that's why within 60 to to eight months everybody shifted shifted out it was quite it was quite quick to be honest that's how bad it was within six months you had a free quarter of the team that, that that was gone mental mental do you know when you when you look back at that spell now ollie do you almost feel should I have just gone out on loan because it will just end up hit the manager will end up going anyway and I can kind that's, of get that's that's one of the mistakes I've made you know me being me uh, you know I left uh, because I felt uh, disrespected <clears throat> I should I should have just gone uh, or, or or be patient because it didn't last that long uh, but but uh, nah, I just just didn't want to didn't want to stay at the club. Like it was bad. I regret it, and I, and I still to this day regret it. But the things you 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 know, I made that choice, and and you know at the time I had to do that. Yeah. What to, what um, what brought you back then, second time round? Because I wanted, never wanted to 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 leave. Simple as that. How did so how did it come about? I got I got a phone call from uh, from uh, Mr. Shepherd. Um, it was a we didn't even talk money. It was a yes, I'm coming. He said, "Would you be interested in coming back?" I went, "Of course, I'm out." Boom, took me uh, two hours. But in Glasgow, Newcastle, I was back, <laughs> and then I said, "It was as, as easy as that. Just a phone call." Um, wow. I was actually um, I was heading to 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 Leeds with John Carver. All right. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd asked me uh, to come and help him. Um, I said no problem because um, we we're quite um, quite close. Had a very good uh, relationship. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I was uh, but they must have heard it. And then uh, I got a phone call from the club, asked me if I wanted to come back. So I stopped. Boom. And I turned back. How did John take that? How is it? Very easy. It wasn't a, it wasn't a question, uh, you know. It was just going home. Do you know what I mean? It was not yeah. not something you think about. If they, they do you want to go home? Yes, of course. And I went back. <laughs> but I should not. I should Why? not. Cause um cause I came back second time round and a lot of things have changed at the club. Not only in the dressing room, but the club was just in a different vibe. Um, so, so yeah, I, I was. It wasn't the club that I left. When I left, everybody was was there buzzing, and you know, it was it was. You know, we were we were top five team. Do not say top three. Um, and you come back, and then, and then yeah, you're struggling to win games. Um, yeah, it was just different. Just different, different but, manager. Um, so, so this was was it Glenn Rhoda that brought you back then? Yeah, yeah. But, but so, obviously, you must have a great affinity and a great love for the northeast because, as we mentioned before, you obviously pubs are very, very close to reopening, and yeah. you've got yourself one. For the people that don't know, just tell us about. Um, Tell us about your pub. <laughs> so, so um, a couple of, a couple of months back now, uh, you know, I was I was sitting with uh, with Dan, and uh, he had uh, he had this opportunity uh, that was offered to him through a uh, few uh, another friend of of his um, regarding regarding a, a pub. Um, so, um, so we went and have a look. And then, uh, and then he, he, you know, it, it's a pub that you know every bank holiday, and you know, I, I, I do go out more often in, in Blythe than I do go to town. So, so I know Blythe quite quite well uh, beforehand. So when uh, when he mentioned the Mason Arms in Blythe, so I knew I knew which one it was because um, uh, I spent some quality times up there as well myself <laughs> so um, it was it was quite easy it was quite easy and we, straight away we had we had a vision we had a vision for the place um, you know uh, I've been in hospitality uh, with uh, in France I'm in hospitality I've got a restaurant as well um, so so now it was a perfect opportunity and uh, and you know, um, believe me or not, but probably uh, Dang is 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 well known in Blythe, probably uh, more than me uh, in all over UK. He knows more people than me, so uh, <laughs> so it's fairly uh, fairly easy. Uh, now it was a no brainer to be honest. Um, is Graham Sunes allowed in your pub or is he barred? Then again, is Graham Sunes allowed in your pub or is he barred? No, I don't, I don't think it might. It might get um, might get um, retaliation. I think. I think there's not a lot of people, not a lot of people in Blythe like him, uh, unfortunately. No, but um, I, I would like him to come, but I don't think he'll be welcome. So uh, it's up to him. I don't have anything, you know. At my age, I don't hold grudge, but I think there's there's a lot there's a lot of people who still do. So if I was him, I wouldn't. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure about that. And um, Ollie, can you tell us a little bit about Durham City? Why did you want to get involved? Um, so Durham City came uh, out nowhere, really. Um, I was looking for somewhere to start my academy, um, and uh, I couldn't find uh, a venue that was that was good enough and would let me do what I wanted to do at the time. Um, and uh, when I went to Florence Park, um, you know, they offered me uh, the club, saying saying that we've got an opportunity um, to uh, to give you the whole club. And I was uh, was like, really? I said I don't really need a club. You know, at first I don't really need a club. I just want to develop my academy and coach the kids and all. And no, 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 you can have the the whole thing. And then uh, I thought about it and uh, and did and did what I did. So I took over the club and uh, and it's been six years now. Six? No. Twenty thirteen was it? You started there? I. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Yeah, it's been uh, eight years almost. Jesus. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a while now. Um, there's a lot of ups and down in a in a in a non-league football. Um, I wish the the the, the FA would look at for grassroots uh, a bit better. Um, it's a lot better in France, um, and I'd say it's a it wouldn't be a bad idea to um, to look um, what's what's Europe because I think that's where that's where English football is failing. You know, if you if your grassroots produce more players and better players, then your professional game will be a, the standards will be a lot higher, a lot better. And you see, you see, you know, England not winning anything in big competition because because they 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 good individuals, but as as team as team as a team, England has always been a, I'll say weak. Individually, they 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 all are capable of wonders. Collectively, they they do struggle. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I think that's a yeah, fair comment. Technically, when... tactically, it, it, it is difficult for England. Always. Yeah. Not when a you were problem, but uh, but it is uh, an issue. Yeah. Yeah, you say that with with two World Cups for France, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, but it, it is, it is. We, we we can produce, you know, there's there's loads of French players now in 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 a, in a, in the English league, um, and they they're not the better one. You know, you've got a few, um, but you know, you, you you've got them all over any league, Italian, Spanish, and they all um, decent. You know, when you think of Marshall, you can't get into the French squad. You know, you, you, you know, you've got loads. Uh, Dembele in Barcelona can't get into the French squad or the French eleven. You know, there's loads of players. You know, in, in France, and and they they keep on coming because because grassroots um, is a lot better. You know, I remember mm. going to to Bristol on a tournament. We won the tournament with a low, my local club uh, when I was nine. Or eleven, the first eleven aside tournament, um, and we won it uh, with a local club, and we, there was a lot of uh, academic club there, 
but it's wow. just different different ways of, of 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 training, different ways of bringing up players. What do you think of uh, Newcastle's latest French superstar, then Alan Saint Maximum? Where do you uh, think he could end up in his no, career? Is, is he close to a call up? Yeah, not quite. Not quite. Uh, he's not regular enough. I think he's, uh, you know, he, he give you three, four, five games, and then he tends to, to get a nick. Um, but but he's fantastic on on the day. He's one of them. One of them you you, you can't touch. You know, he, when he's on the ball and and he start, uh, you know, he, he start on you. You you you're struggling. You know, as a, as a, as a fullback, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a bad afternoon. Um, he, he's that good. Um, but unfortunately, I, I would like to see him having a full season, no injury, yeah. um, and push on because he can he can prove that 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 is is a international level. But uh, but to be international, you've got to you've got to you know day to day, you've got to show it, um, and it's not quite. That's why it's good enough to get in the French side, but like Marshall, you're not. You're not indispensable um, yeah. yet, even though he is for Newcastle. I would say because without him, we, we are struggling. <laughs> but but um, but he's not playing enough games for me. How would you have dealt with him defensively? If it was say a one-on-one between you and Alan Saint Maximum, how how would you try and get a better of him? Uh, I think it's very very difficult. Um, you, as a fullback, you would pro- I would probably would have to 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 forget that I'm 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 a I'm part of the back four, and have a, a more individual one on one situation, um, to cut him from from turning or, or taking the ball. That's that's the best way. If you if you let him turn, then then yeah yeah you've lost you've lost already half the battle, and then he's got power, he's got speed, uh, he's got trickery as well. So so he's he's a complete footballer. To be honest, on the ball, you still need to work on the on the other side of the of the the game. But um, but I love I love the play he is going forward. For sure, yeah, for sure. Go on, Go on Johnny. Okay, oh. I was just going to say, <laughs> no, if you were dealing with Alan St. Maximum back in the day, then I, I'm sure you would have been shouting Gary Speed to come and help cover you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I think uh, Gary would not have the legs for for, for him, so he would, have, he would have been somewhere somebody else. We would have cut the the feeders to him. That's what yeah. we would have done. So make sure they send it the other way. Um, that's that's how that's how we we normally would have done it. You know, I had well some... Andy Griffin on the other side deal with him. Yeah, Andy Griffin, Avon Hughes. We we the right hand side was was fine. Uh, because because uh, we we had the legs you know, more often than not you'll have the, you know Kieran J Janas JJ uh, you know covering that side of the game and they they were fairly fit so you know they could double off on on wingers on that side quite 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 well yeah. uh, on the on my side it was it was a bit a bit more tricky. Just a bit. <laughs> um, do you think Newcastle will stay up this season, Ollie? Because obviously at the minute only two points ahead of Fulham. And yeah, yeah. I think tough. I think they will. I think they will not because they they've got the quality. It's because there's a worse team uh, than us. Uh, do we deserve to stay up? 
I was starting eleven. Is a is a top is a top twelve finish. You know, I'll say with mid table, uh, with 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 a starting eleven playing week in week out. Unfortunately, we we've had injuries uh, all over the place. Um, more this season than others, where we we uh, we looked like we uh, started the season. We looked like we were going to have a decent season, and then and then it all falls apart. Always um, approaching Christmas, um, and then you, you you've got you've got injuries. Some Maxima Amiron, uh, you, you you know you you lose pace, you know you, and then Wilson as well get injured, and, and you've got nothing left going forward. You know you you're playing. Uh, you know it's, it. It is awkward. It is awkward because. Uh, You've got you've got enough to be mid table. You shouldn't be beaten by by uh, Sheffield or, or uh, any any bottom three uh, teams. But we we always struggle to win them game. You know I like better when we play against big team than when we play against bottom bottom half of the table because you know we we um, we're not good against physical sides. Um, but when people wants to play football. The Man City, the the, the Arsenal, we we're dealing quite well with them. We're not winning all the time, but we 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 show better football. Yeah, we do. I, I kind of sensed like the frustration in you as a former player from that era, that you must be thinking, what the hell is going on there now? When Steve Bruce is going to a place like Sheffield United with five at the back. <sighs> to to be honest, for me, whether you know. Whether it's Steve Bruce or, or or the previous manager, or a, a, it's it's not it's not a manager problem. Really? It's not a manager problem. I think it's a it's a it's it's an idea. It's an idea that that you know, in the end of the day, if tomorrow uh, Newcastle wants to sign players, they will struggle because you know, the more we 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 we're not performing week in week out, the less. Players want to sign for the club. It's it's hard enough being in the northeast, but if you don't have a winning side or, 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 or you know entertaining side, you know players players do find it hard to to um, to sign for the club, uh, and that's that's the big problem with with the northeast. Uh, I don't think I don't think we, we've got a manager problem. Um, any manager would finish mid table with that with that squad. So so I think we're not we can't sign better players. We always sign the young players to sell. But to, yeah. to, to, to sign young players, you need to have a spine, you need to have a core of old players or experienced players. Then you can sign your youth. But you can't sign your youth and explain and and expect to to be for them to be the spine of the team doesn't work. Not in football. Look at Sumari from Lyon, very yeah. close to joining Newcastle, but just didn't want to come to Northeast. Didn't want to come to Newcastle. No, it, it's not attractive, and and the, the club look a mess from the outside looking in. So a mess in the sense that we 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 for the past five to six years we bottom table. So I shouldn't say. Excuse me, I shouldn't say a mess, but we look like we, we're struggling. Yeah. It's not a mess, but it looks like we, we're playing to not go down, you know, for the past five, five to ten, ten years. 
um, players who's got a bit of ambition, so your better players, I'm talking about, they, they're not interested in going and fight for relegation. They, they're looking at the top five. What if I, if I'm a French lad and I wanna, I wanna come to to Newcastle, I look at Newcastle and go, what's the potential? Uh, and at the minute, the potential of Newcastle is not going down. That's 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 our potential. When so we sign players, we don't sign players from from Man City or from from Man United. We sign the leftovers. Not saying not saying that they they bad players. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't want to be uh, getting caught on that. But but it's 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 you, you're getting the players to the, the 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 team that go down more often than not. So he chose where you're at as a club. So why do you think players? Why, why do you think players like Alanson Maxman do come to Newcastle? He, he seems to love the area and just signed a, a new six-year contract or whatever it was. He seems to have a great time in the northeast. I, I, I think he's enjoying it. I think you know, yeah, you don't want to come to Newcastle when when you don't know Newcastle. But once you you you're in you're in in and around Newcastle, yeah, it's it's the northeast is is probably one of the best. Um, in, in England, you know, once you know, but but then, but then he came to Newcastle to to expose himself, to show his quality because big club didn't want to gamble on him because they they you know in France he was qualified as as lazy, and not ready, very good for the future, and Newcastle Newcastle took him because he was cheap and cheerful, good player. <laughs> Cheap, and then and then uh, why not sell him uh, after after a good season? That's that's why they bought him um, with the intention to sell him. Um, he he came he came to Newcastle because he he couldn't find better. Simple mm. as that. It's almost sad to say, it's almost sad to say, Sam, isn't it? When you, when Ollie's talking like that, yeah, it's almost quite it's quite it's quite sad to hear that. I mean, they might struggle to sell Joe Linton. <laughs> uh, that's that's a, that 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 one was a, was a gamble, and don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people are, are criticizing Joe Linton. I think he's a better player than what he shows. I think is 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 you know his quality. You can see glimpses at, at times. You can see, you know, he's petrified in front of the goal at the minute. He's confident, short to bits. Um, he's not a bad player. And I'm sure once he leaves Newcastle, and and he and he and he and he end up in a team that works well, everybody's gonna go. Oh, he should have done that with us, but he's got it. I know, I know he's got it. But at Newcastle, I don't think it's gonna happen. No, I don't I'm not so sure. Either. Unless we change the dynamic of the team. Um. Yeah, without talking about you know how much it costs and just talking about the the, the players. What he does is is not that bad. It's just final decision. It's just yeah. sometimes it's just take it a bit too far, and he, he's trying too hard at times. It's not it's not relaxed enough, and composure is shot a bit. Bless him. I feel sorry for him because because you can see that he's fighting. He's fighting it. He's one of them. He's he's like Newcastle. You're fighting to play football. Fighting the game, you don't want to play it. You fight it. 
it's, it's, it's tough. It is tough for Jolin, but it's, it's it hope, hopefully he can re- rediscover some sort of form and help Newcastle from now at the end of the season. Hopefully we can stay in the division. They need they need all their players. Yeah, yeah. They need all their players to 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 finish the season on a on a high. Um, going forward, when you look at the last game, you, you don't see a lot going on, uh, unfortunately. Um, so you do need your phone three back. You know, Wilson, Almiron, and 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 Sir Maximin are quite 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 vital for for the for the, the, the our game anyway. Yeah. And just finally, Oli, just before uh, we, uh, we finish off, um, what was your favourite moment as a player at Newcastle? Is there a particular game? Is it, was it signing for the club? What was what one moment stands out for you? It's probably the first, my first time at Central Park. Uh, it was at the Total Cup and, uh, you know, I was warming up uh, in my little bubble. I uh, didn't think I was going to come on and then... And then uh, you know, the gaffer called me and said, you're coming on. And um, I don't know for some reason, and I'm ready to come on. Um, and then I turn around and seeing, and seeing the, the the crowd. And, uh, you know, when you, and that's when I realised that I was, I was you know, you are getting watched by, by, by thousands of people, so you better do well. And then that put a pressure on me. Um, and I remember the first ball I got, um, I just opened my body up, kicked the ball and just run, run as fast as I could and cross the ball. Uh, and I got, I got a cheer and then that, that <laughs> gave me a bit of, you know, I relaxed a bit, a bit better, but, uh, it was nerve wracking. It was, um, it was a good moment. Um, and obviously the qualification, uh, Champions League. Of course. Uh, in the Holland, it was it was quite 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 intense on the night. Oh, so yeah. just the face! I um, couldn't imagine the scenes after the game, mind. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a it was a great night, you know, on the pitch and obviously on the night as well. Fantastic, Ollie. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on for the last well, just under an hour of talking all things Newcastle and unfortunately a bit about the current day, but a bit of optimism with you. It's been brilliant to talk to you about everything Newcastle United. No, pleasure, pleasure. It was a good talk, actually. So I enjoyed it. So thanks, guys. No problem at all. This podcast will be available very, very soon on Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic. Wherever you get your podcasts, the Green and the Show will be on there. And uh, yeah, Sam, it's been a brilliant hour. And again, another fantastic Newcastle player from a great era. Yes, and when there is a change of ownership or any minuscule success at Newcastle United... Ali, we're having a week in your pub. <laughs> hey, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next time you might see the Green and Mullen show, it might be in a pub in Blythe. But for myself, Sam Mullen, and of course the former left back for Newcastle, Olivier Bernard, we'll see you all very, very soon.